0: Hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of the Litigation Solutions Podcast brought to you by Team Legacies. Through this weekly series, we endeavour to provide you with updates on the important judgments and orders passed by the Supreme Court and other High Courts in the previous week with the support of our in-house contract solutions of Karar and Rosnama. Let us now look at some of the key updates from the week that has gone by. The Supreme Court in an order dated 21st October 2021, stating that High Court under Article 226 cannot permit party to modify its offer without hearing other parties. Summarised as following, the Supreme Court has observed that the High Court under Article 226 could not permit a party to modify its offer without hearing other parties. The bench, in the present matter, was considering a special leave petition assailing Gujarat High Court's judgment in which the High Court had directed ONGC to finalise the contract with an applicant on the condition that it would lift the gas within 65 days from the date of allotment instead of 75 days as offered by it earlier. The bench remarked, So, the procedure adopted by the High Court while disposing of the writ petition by permitting or allowing the original writ applicant to modify its offer and that too in the exercise of powers under Article 226 of the Constitution of India, as observed herein above, is unsustainable and unknown to law. We have our own doubt whether in the exercise of the power under Article 226 of the Constitution of India, the High Court could have permitted one of the bidders to revise or modify its offer. Even in the facts and circumstances of the case, the High Court felt that instead of inviting fresh bids, the same could be allowed in that case also. Similar opportunities ought to have been given to the other applicants also. Challenging ONGC's letter dated 8 March 2021, so far as it called for expected periods of readiness to outtake gas from ONGC's offer letter, Noble Sarah Court approached the High Court. Relief was also sought for the issuance of directions to ONGC to produce with the award of gas allocation on the basis of the offer dated July 22, 2020. The Gujarat High Court, while disposing of the writ, directed ONGC to finalise the contract with Noble Sarah on the condition that it would lift the gas within 65 days from the date of allotment instead of 75 days as offered by it earlier. Aggrieved, the two applicants, viz. Tarnish Sarachem Private Limited and Webhav Enterprise approached the Supreme Court. Conclusively, the bench opined that the procedure adopted by the High Court had passed its order without giving any opportunity of being heard to the other applicants. It also stated that, unfortunately, High Court allowed the original writ applicant to revise its offer to lift the gas from 75 days to 65 days and that to the exercise of powers under 226 of the Constitution. Moving on, the Supreme Court in an order dated 26th October 2021 stating that specific performance no longer a discretionary relief, 2018 amendment may not have retrospective application but can be a guide. Summarized as following, the Supreme Court has observed that the 2018 amendment to the Specific Relief Act 1963 by which section 10A has been inserted, though may not be applicable retrospectively, but can be a guide on the discretionary relief. The court, however, did not decide the question of whether the said provision would be applicable retrospectively or not, and or should be made applicable to all pending proceedings. Not to grant the decree of specific performance despite execution of the agreement to sell is proved, part sale consideration is proved, and the plaintiff is always ready and willing to perform his part of the contract, would encourage the dishonesty. In the present case, Allahabad High Court allowed a second appeal and set aside the decree for specific performance of the agreement passed by the trial court. Thus, the plaintiff approached the Supreme Court. The bench disagreed with the High Court observation, stating, The overall circumstances and the conduct on part of the parties are relevant consideration for the purpose of deciding the aforesaid issue and the prayer of the plaintiff in whose favour the execution of the agreement to sell has been held to be proved. The High Court has still given unnecessary stress to the word still. The court added that even while proving the readiness and willingness of the plaintiff is not required to make any averment that the plaintiff and willingness the plaintiff is not required to make any averment, that the plaintiff is required, executant of the agreement to sell, to attend the office of the sub-registrar to execute the sale deed within the time agreed. It is not necessary for the plaintiff to produce ready money, but it is mandatory on his part to prove that he has the means to generate the considerable amount. The High Court has further observed that even if the agreement is found to be duly executed and the plaintiff is found ready and willing to perform his part of the agreement, the grant of degree of specific performance is not automatic and it is a discretionary relief. The Court also noticed that the 2018 amendment of the Act, the substituted section 10 reads as follows. The specific performance of a contract shall be enforced by the court subject to the provisions contained under subsection 2 of section 11, 14 and 16. Conclusively, the court observed for the aforesaid even amendment to the specific Relief Act 1963 by which section 10A has been inserted, though may not be applicable retrospectively, but can be a guide on the discretionary relief. Now, the Legislature has also thought it to insert section 10A and now the specific performance is no longer a discretionary relief. As such, the question of whether the said provision would be applied retrospectively or not and or should be made applicable to all pending proceedings, including appeals is kept open. However, at the same time as observed here and above, the same can be a guide. The Supreme Court in an order dated 28 October 2021, stating that GST rectification of errors permissible only at initial stages. Summarized as following, the Supreme Court has set aside the Delhi High Court judgment that allowed Bharti et plea for rectification and refund of taxes of excess GST worth rupees 923 crores, paid by it during the period between July and September 2017. The law permits rectification of errors and omission only at the initial stages of form GSTR-1 and GSTR-3 but in a specified manner. It is different dispensation provided than the one in pre-GST period which did not have the provision to auto-populated records and entries, the bench observed. The court said the assesses cannot be permitted to unilaterally carry out rectifications of his return submitted electronically in form GSTR 3b, as this would affect the obligations and liabilities of other stakeholders because of the cascading effects of their electronic records. The court also upheld the circular issued by the commissioner GST, which had restricted the Rectification of Form GSTR-3B in respect of the period in which the error had occurred. In an appeal, the APEX Court took a view that non-performance or non-operability of Form GSTR-2A or for that matter other forms will be no avail because the dispensation stipulated at the relevant time obliged the registered person to submit returns on the basis of such self-assessment in form of GSTR-3b manually on an electronic platform. Conclusively, the court stated the factum of non-operability of form GSTR-2a. Therefore, is a flimsy peak taken by writ petitioners, op- respondent number 1. Indeed, if stated form was operational, the same would have come handy to the writ petitioner for doing self-assessment regarding eligibility of ITC and availing thereof. But it is a feeble excuse was given by the writ petitioner and the respondent number 1 to assail the condition specified in the impugned circular dated 29th December 2017 regarding the rectification of returns submitted manually in the form of GSTR-3B for the relevant period between July to September 2017. The Delhi High Court on 28 October 2021 asked the RBI and SBI to respond to the plea to revoke prohibition on use of UPI for cryptocurrency exchanged. summarized as following. The Delhi High Court on Thursday sought the response of the Reserve Bank of India and State Bank of India on a plea seeking to direct the authorities to revoke the prohibition on the use of UPI platforms while dealing and settling funds in cryptocurrency exchange Wazir X. The bench consisting of Chief Justice GN Patel and Justice Jyoti Singh issued notice to SPI, RBI, National Payments Corporation of India and the Department of Financial Services and asked them to respond to the petition. The matter is listed for further hearing on December 24th. Petitioner Arnav Golati, a law student, said that he, along with numerous account holders of SBI and registered u- users of cryptocurrency exchange Wazir X, is aggrieved by the actions of the authorities which infringes his fundamental right to trade under Article 19 1G and right to equality under Article 14 of the Constitution. The said petition has been filed against the arbitrary action taken by SBI to block the Unified Payments Interface Services for Vazir X, a leading cryptocurrency exchange, users violating the Supreme Court judgment of March 2020. The public interest litigation involves the interest of almost 1 crore retail investors of the Wazir X cryptocurrency platforms and sought directions from the authority to take effective steps and take back the decisions of prohibiting UPI payments in the cryptocurrency exchange. The plea had mentioned that in April 2018, RBI issued a circular prohibiting all the banks to deal with any virtual currency or provide services for facilitating any person or entity in dealing with or settling them, including Bitcoins. Such services included maintaining accounts, registering, trading, settling, clearing, giving loans against virtual tokens, accepting them as collateral, opening accounts relating to purchase or sale of virtual currencies. All transactions related to cryptocurrencies via banking institutions were stopped. However, the Supreme Court in March 2020 passed an order nullifying the circular of the RBI and paving the way for banks and their customers to deal in cryptocurrencies. On the basis of the said order, RBI issued another circular allowing the institution under it to deal with and facilitate transaction in virtual currencies. Conclusively, on September 15th, prohibited the use of UPI platform for its account holders in Wazirx X, cryptocurrency exchange has now been challenged. Directions are sought from RBI to regulate and govern the cryptocurrency sector and thereby to make provisions for the payment of interfaces and decisions. This brings us to the end of today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening in with us. If you liked the episode, please do subscribe and tune in every Tuesday for more such updates. You may also write to us with your comments and suggestions to the email id karan.s at legacies.in. We hope you have a lovely week ahead.